Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Rachel Green. Rachel is one of the first people I met when I started looking into the online business world. And she has been a brand strategist, designer, educator, and glass half full kind of gal from the very beginning. She's been in business for the last seven years and has helped build over 100 businesses and generated 5 million in sales for those businesses. As a farmer's wife and mother of two little, she actively balances educating and empowering other women to grow their business to take care of their home and family. And today we are breaking down all the details behind what the French toast is a brand strategy and why you should actually start there before building on a really beautiful and stylized and amazing brand. The questions you should be asking yourself, the things that you need to work through within your offer and your audience and market research. So you can make sure that the story that you're telling and the brand that you have is actually pushing your business forward instead of just being something pretty. So we really respect Rachel's point of view in regards to the strategic part of branding. And so I think that you guys who are maybe ready to actually like look into your brand and finally ready to make it something better than maybe what you've had to build yourself, then I think this one will be really helpful for you. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, for those of you who don't know or don't remember or weren't even around then, back in the day, Emily and I started a brand design and marketing company, i.e. this company, before it started selling courses. And back then is when I first met Rachel. And I don't know why. We never really connected on like a personal level, but definitely paid attention to what was going on. Definitely on that Instagram level. I knew what was up in her world and what she was working on for a long time. And over the years, we just started doing our own thing and all cool. But I'm excited to have Rachel on the show because she has a ton of expertise all around branding and marketing. And she still works as a brand designer. And so we're going to talk more about the strategy behind brand design today and why we have to establish that first. So Rachel, I'd love for you to just kind of give people a little background and let them know 
what you do and how you serve people. And then we'll jump into why we think this is such an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So to kind of sum it up, I help other creative business owners to build a really consistent and distinctive brand by bridging that gap between strategy and design so they can stop being so overwhelmed with trying to grow their business and grow their business and market their business with more confidence and clarity. And like you said, I've been doing this for seven years now, I think is what is going on. And actually, when I started my business, probably before you even found me, I was doing invitations and stationery, and then slowly switched over to doing more branding and websites. And ever since then, I've just really fell in love with helping other business owners build their brand and be able to establish that really solid foundation to grow their business. I love that. So when we talk about brand strategy versus brand design, can you really break down the difference between those two things? Yeah, I think that's where a lot of people get confused. And I know that there's a message out there where a lot of people will say your brand is not your logo. But I don't think that really explains it well enough. Because I feel like there's this misconception that branding isn't just your logo, but it's all still just the visual stuff. So there's actually two separate parts of your brand. Actually, I break it down into three parts of building a brand. The first is that brand strategy. And that's more of like positioning, messaging, figuring out that problem that you're solving in your offerings and making sure all of that is aligned really well. And your brand identity is the logo and all the pretty stuff that you see on the surface. And then the third part that I actually do with my clients is the brand marketing. And that's like the website and the marketing, email marketing, all that kind of stuff and how it ties into your brand. But I think it all builds on that brand strategy because you take that brand strategy and then you translate that into the design and into that marketing and the website. But if you don't have that strategy first it's kind of hard to build a logo or anything without knowing where you're going with it. Yeah. I think that's where most of our people live is Mm -hmm. in that middle stage, that brand identity of being obsessed with all of those things, thinking that's all they need to really focus on or thinking that so much time and attention on those things is what's going to maybe help even build those other pieces. I think that that... People try to start in the middle, hoping that the other things just happen after that. And I'm sure you've seen that that's not the case. Right. And when people start a business, they think, okay, I need a logo, I need branding. And that's where their mind goes first. And I've probably been stuck in this myself when I first started, but you just keep tweaking your logo and your colors and thinking, it's not quite right. It doesn't feel quite right yet. I'm going to keep playing around with it. But part of the reason it doesn't feel right is because it's not really based on any real strategy. I know on this podcast, we've harped about 7 billion times at you that like, branding, when we talk about it, generally, we're talking about the look and the feel of it. Not that it's completely unimportant, but it doesn't need to be your first step. Like icing on the cake, we really want people focused on who they're talking to, how they're talking to them, and what the offer is so that they can start making an income. And all those other pieces can fall into place and make you look more professional and make you appear as if you have it all together. And hopefully you do. But I think it is important that we talk about the strategy because once you've identified who you're talking to and you have that core offer in mind, I find that the other pieces, they tend to just fall into place and it's not so hard. Like You're not like, oh my God, do I do hot pink or yellow? Does it really matter? Or what kind of person are you appealing to? Where would you suggest people start with that brand strategy? What are the kinds of things we should be looking at and focusing on? Well, there's 11 components that I usually will do in when I'm working with clients on a brand strategy. So I'm going to list all those out for you, but you definitely don't have to like focus on all of them at once. 
the things I try to include are market research, figuring out your target market and who that person is, writing out a brand purpose statement. So explaining what you do, why you do it in one concise statement, figuring out your brand promise, what those results are and that transformation that you're giving them, what your brand structure is. So how you're going to actually serve them, what your offerings are and how you're packaging that up for them to give them those results, figuring out a brand differentiation or a value proposition, what makes you different than everybody else, your brand attributes or your values, your customer journey and experience, your brand positioning, your brand voice, and your brand messaging. So a lot of those things are things people maybe have thought about before, but it's just different when you try to like do it all together and make sure it's all really well defined and aligned. But I would say the very first step to take is just figuring out who that person is and what their problem is, and then how you're actually solving that problem. Those are kind of those three big things that are going to help you figure out the rest of it. Yeah. And I think for us, we try to work backwards on that a little bit, like not only identifying who it is, but starting with what are the skills I have and who does that translate and work for? Like, what are those solutions that I can bring to the table? What are the things I already know how to do? And I found that the people that tend to be the most successful are not skewing so far off from what they're already doing, whether that be for someone else or in a different business, they're translating those skills and utilizing that to build a solution. Then it becomes a lot easier to identify who that person is because you already have those skills and not even necessarily the offer, but like, you know, what kind of transformation you can get for people. And then you already kind of identify who it's for. Are there specific questions you would ask though, to help someone maybe identify who they're tailoring their offer for? Well, I like what you said about recognizing what skills that you have already and the marketable skills that you can offer and the results that you can offer. And it's kind of like if you were to draw a Venn diagram and figuring out that middle spot, that middle ground, that sweet spot between what you can actually do for people and what they need. I think that's kind of a good place to start in figuring out what you can do, what people are needing, where that meets. Yeah. I love that. A couple other things that I picked up on in that list. And it's just very interesting hearing this from the brand perspective, because so many of those things we walked our own students through when figuring out just how to make some money and get started and things that we want them thinking about before they add on so many different parts and pieces to their business, whether it be branding or funnels or email list building or anything that's like sexy and fun before they know the answers to some of those questions. And one of them I really love that you ask is what is your customer's journey? And I think people so often forget to figure this out, not just in branding, but like at all, literally at all, like where are you getting your people and how are they coming from not knowing who you are to being interested in being cultivated to then become a client or a customer? And so specifically on that piece, like how are you walking your clients or students through to figure out what that looks like? Because I feel like that question is kind of intimidating if we don't really know or have data to bring to the table. So how do you kind of hash that out for people? I think a really good way to do that is So sort of think about like your social media, your blog, all those different ways that you are connecting with people and trying to bring them into your funnel or whatever it may be. Kind of think about that as your way to prepare them to work with you. You're wanting to like educate them on things that they may need to know before they start the process with you, prepping them on some things, helping them get like quick wins that still leads them to that end result that you're going to give them. 
I think people forget to pay attention to those details, which with our people, when we're talking to them about creating that service and creating the offer to get something sold quickly and out to market quickly, I think asking yourself those things can not only give you a deeper relationship with your brand to then cultivate a better experience for your audience and for your clients, but I think it starts to give you so much data and information about what moves to then focus on and where to strategize next in your own business. So talk to us about after you've identified who this person is and you kind of have a vague idea of how you could serve them where do we move next in this process? I think that once you figure out who that person is and you know really clearly what their problem is, I think it's just figuring out, again, like kind of going back to your skills and how you can best help them get that result and aligning your offerings to making sure that you are actually going to be able to give them that result, that promise that you're giving them. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. The promise is so important because often... I think we think that the solution is really giving them, you know, I'm going to deliver X, Y, Z. And this is the deliverables. When if we can focus on what the deliverables achieve for someone, that we're going to get a lot further and we're going to potentially have a lot more clients that are excited about working with us because the deliverables are great. Like that's what you're giving them. And that's technically what they're buying. But they are coming to you for results. They want a solution and you offer it and it usually comes in XYZ form, but you have to spin the result rather than trying to sell the deliverables. Like you have to sell the result. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in, well, you're going to get a five page website and it's going to have this amount of copy and I'm going to include this many graphics with it. And all of those things are important, especially if you're a web designer, like obviously, but what does that web design achieve? Right. And how can it move their business forward? I think that's what people are looking for. Even if they're not realizing it, they have a problem that they're trying to solve and they're looking for that result. You know, they're looking for, an easier solution, something that's going to help them get to where they need to be. They're not looking for a five page website or whatever it may be. They're not really looking for those details. It's important that they know that, that they know what they're getting. But if you're just listing out a bunch of different features and you're like, got this really long list and you feel like that's going to make it more attractive to them, but you never talk about the result and what they're actually going to feel like or receive at the end of this, then they're probably not going to be as interested. That result first is what's really going to attract them to what you're doing. Yeah. I think back to when I was a web designer, which was a long time ago. For instance, because I was all over the place with what I offered and what results I could give, if I had actually sold the results instead of the deliverables, the church that I worked with, what they were actually after wasn't a pretty website. What they were after was the ability in the local community for people to find that they existed and then be attractive enough and appear as if they were living in the modern age enough that someone would want to show up on a Sunday. And if they showed up, they could take it the rest of the way from there. All they wanted was someone to be able to find them and see that they were like them enough that they could come. And so my goal was to optimize for search and for them to appear like they're a modern church. But then I think about someone else that I worked with And they sold 
food. They had products in stores. And so the only goal of their website was for people to figure out what stores is their product available in. So it needed to be an excellent resource for someone to find in their local community where they could go pick up their product. And so it was really like a little teeny search engine for this thing. And if I had actually sold it like that, I probably would have sold a lot more of those and I could sell them to other people who needed that same result. But I was too busy focused on what it looked like and how many pages it had and all the cute pictures. and Yeah. And I think that that's where it all comes together and why you need such a well-defined and well-thought-out brand strategy because you want to know the problem and the solution and the results and all that. But then that comes through when you communicate it in the right positioning and the right messaging. So that's where you need to have all of those elements in place and it like connects the dots. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Can you walk us through like if some of the people who maybe aren't ready for a rebrand, they already have maybe a beautiful brand. They have some stuff already up and running. What are some places on their website or within their brand that they can be kind of doing a self audit to see if these areas are all kind of being covered? Yeah, I mean, I think even if you have a brand or a website designed, you can definitely still go back and refine your strategy and then make sure that, like you said, those things are being communicated really well in your marketing. And actually, I do this for my own brand every year, usually about once a year, kind of look through and go through my strategy and make sure everything is still really well aligned and being communicated well. So I think that going back to the strategy and just making sure that you have those things defined first, and then you can take those and look at your brand style and what's being communicated on your website, those messages, those headlines, the bold text that people are going to see first. Those are the things that you want to make sure are really clear and just in your face communicating that message, like no doubt what you do. So those are probably the first places to look. Yeah, I think we often especially once we're starting to run a business, it's really easy to not go back and do this work. It's easy to just keep going and not worry about it and just keep grinding. But imagine if you simplified. Imagine if you actually took the time to go update your website and took the time to realign your messaging. Because I'll tell you what, even though we've been in business a long time, our product offering and the things we do for people and how we serve, they've changed a lot. I'm pretty sure our bio on our own website is like two years old. It's really sad. We still need to do this too, guys. Like we may be clear on what our offer is and what our message needs to be, but we're really bad about going back and fixing it so that we look aligned from all perspectives. Everything new we may put out may be aligned with it, but how are we going back and editing and altering? Yeah, that's why I think it's so important because every business is going to evolve naturally over time. And you want it to, it's just natural It's part of it. But that's why you kind of go back and not that you have to start from scratch every time. In fact, if you do it right, the first time you shouldn't have to, it should just keep building, your strategy will evolve with your business. But like you said, it's just making sure that everything's still there. Even if your new offerings are for sure aligned, but making sure that that messaging is still communicating the right thing. And your marketing messages can change often. And it's easy for that to sort of drift Mm -hmm. away from that core message that's in your brand Mm -hmm. strategy that you're wanting to share. So if you have the offer, you know who you're talking to, whether you're existing or not, you're starting to get the beginning stages of a brand strategy. What pieces might we be missing or overlooking? I think there's a lot of people that even if you start with your brand design and you're focusing more on what your brand is looking like, they're probably still thinking about that target audience and who they're trying to reach and making sure that the look of their brand is it kind of like on the face of it, it looks like the right thing. But I think taking that one step further and making sure that you're writing it down, first of all, and like actually keeping track of your strategy. I love being able to do market research to be able to make sure that what you're thinking in your head is matching up with what people actually want from you and see from you. For example, even in my own business, even though I still do branding and websites and focus a lot on that, I did a survey recently where a lot of people were 
telling me that they kind of were coming to me for more marketing and the terms that they were using were more marketing focused. And so I realized I kind of needed to like either shift my message or just making sure that things were lining up with what they were perceiving from me. So I think it's just really important to do that market research and make sure that what you're thinking in your head and what you're actually communicating and trying to communicate through your brand is what people are seeing and what they're wanting from you. Like, how are you getting that feedback? Because if you started to notice that, did you go and like develop a type form? Are you just like DMing people? How are you gathering that feedback so you can make edits? Yeah, this past time I did a couple different things. I created a survey on my own website for people to fill out and I sent it to my email list. I also shared it on social media to send people there and just ask some questions about what kind of industry they were in and what their struggles were, their pain points, what they needed help with the most sort of questions. I think I also did ask those questions directly on social media, just like in an Instagram story, yes or no poll kind of a thing, just to get some casual answers from people. I did DM with a few people too and asked them more specifically what their struggles were. And I actually did a couple of like validation phone calls with people to talk to them more one-on-one and really dig deep and find out what they were struggling with. What Rachel is saying is we tell you guys this all of the time. Do you need someone else to tell you what to do? I mean, listen to her because clearly (laughs) she definitely is speaking my language because while I have an extreme value over what you ultimately look like, obviously that's a core part of what we believe in or we wouldn't have a brand that looks like it does and we wouldn't have the history we do. I mean, we started off as brand designers and photographers. So like clearly aesthetically how we're presenting ourselves is important. But without this, what are you doing it for? And this translates into everything. So my father-in-law last night, he called my husband and I think this is awesome, but we're setting up a family foundation, which has been a dream of ours for a long time because we want to help other people and be able to give back in a really unique way. But then he's like, well, tomorrow I'm doing the paperwork and we have to name it. I was like, you're giving me 24 hours to name our family's foundation. This is like a big deal. Why are you bringing this to me now? And so my question wasn't, what should we name it? My question was, what's the mission? Who are we trying to help? What are we trying to achieve? Is this eventually going to become a nonprofit? And he was like, deer in the headlights. Like I have not thought about this at all. And I'm like, this is important because obviously I believe it's important what we're calling ourselves. If we don't have a purpose and we don't know what we're doing it for, I have a really hard time buying into it, even though it's my own family. (laughs) So like, how are we then going to go present that to someone else that we're trying to help if we don't really know what we're trying to do or accomplish? Yeah, that's a really good way to explain it that even in just your name, there needs to be a reason for it. Yes. Everything that you do in business needs to have a strategy behind it, like some thought process of why are you doing this instead of just like blindly following what other people are doing or you know, like I said in the beginning, like just making your logo pretty because you need a pretty logo, right? I mean, yeah. You have to have some thought process behind all of these things. Yeah. Well, and when Rachel's talking about the audits, right? And the tweaks and the changes and updating, and then especially surveying your people, guess what? You can't do that stuff until you've actually sold your shit. And so make the initial decisions quickly get results, build a bigger strategy, build a bigger brand. So you are pivoting and tweaking with intention because oftentimes, and I say this lovingly because I've seen you little babies do it so many times, 
you're making decisions off of assumptions. You're tweaking the name of your business, your niche, your website, your whatever, because you think that that's what zero people on your list are asking for because you have zero people that you've sold to or in your audience or whatever. And so what we're encouraging you from like the boss project side, the strategy side is make a decision quickly, see some results. And then where Rachel's coming in, I think very valid is, okay, now let's look at that strategy as an overarching, like big picture item instead of just like pretty colors and fonts. And so I think that these work so beautifully hand in hand and go perfectly in line with like the strategic decisions that we're telling our people to really focus on. Yeah, I think that's really important to talk about because in the beginning, it's going to feel like you've got to do everything right away. But like you said, like you kind of just have to start somewhere and your brand is going to change and evolve, especially in the beginning when you're just trying to figure out what you're doing and what people really want from you. You know, I think we've all started somewhere else. Now we have evolved into something else. And so like when you're first starting your business, I tell people all the time, you don't need branding in the beginning. You need something that's going to look professional and look like you're legit, but you don't need this expensive custom brand and website just when you're starting out. You, Like you said, you kind of have to market and sell, figure out what people want. There's a little bit of back and forth between developing that brand strategy and getting it out there and trying to see if it's going to work. It's a little bit of trial and error, lots of market research going on. And then after you've done that, you can go back to your brand strategy and really define it and refine it and make more sense out of it. Yeah. Well, in it, it's not just us. She gets paid to do brand redesigns and she's telling you just make some decisions and move forward. Well, because truly, how often is your first business even? A business idea. The thing you actually stick with because while I say, oh, well, we used to be brand designers. I mean, technically... If we go all the way back, Emily was attempting to build a cupcake business illegally out of her uncle's kitchen. I used Wix for my first website, y'all. Me too. Because I didn't know how to code. And that was well before Squarespace existed. Yeah. But like I would have made leather headbands and hair accessories. Like, come on. Like, that's not what I do. So and that's fine. There's so much value in experimentation. And it's okay if your first brand sucks or if your first offer sucks or if you end up doing something completely different than where you start. And I'll tell you what, the reason those two brands didn't take off was because they weren't aligned with what we can actually offer in terms of solutions. I'm not some fashionista. I'm wearing a green t-shirt and purple pajama shorts. Like I'm cute 5% of the time. Okay. And Emily, while she loves to eat cupcakes, she's not a chef. She's good at heating things up on the stove. So I think taking action, making a decision, but truly understanding where the value of a good strategic brand can come into play. We spent Buku's money on our own brand for someone else to do for us. What, two years in? Two and a half. I can't even remember when. Because we knew like what we wanted finally at that point for our website to serve for our method. And it's still right. It's still changing. But like even us, like it took a minute for us to figure it out. So you can't do it. But we also lucked out because we had Abby's beautiful website for a while and it was still working and it was great. Yeah. I mean, it did what it needed to do. (laughs) So I'd love to kind of dive into talk strategy to me. Talk to me about, you know, let's go over these steps again. And where are the three to five places we need to start 
maybe this week to either refine what we already have or finally dive into what we want to get started on? Yeah, I think that regardless of where you're at, so if it's somebody just starting out or if you've you know, been in business for a few years and are ready to really get that clear brand strategy figured out, I think either place, definitely starting with some market research to make sure that what people are seeing from you and wanting from you is matching up with what's in your head. Get some surveys started, things like that, and just find out, just talk to people and ask them what they need, what their problems are. That's going to kind of help you narrow down exactly who you're serving and what that problem is that you're trying to solve. And I think that another big thing here is to try to focus on one or at least one at a time and not feel like you have to solve all their problems at the same time. I think that's where a lot of people can start to get overwhelmed because even if they get these answers from people, they just feel like they've got to do it all. So I think starting with some market research, really getting a well-defined person and problem, and then figuring out how you can take them from point A where that problem is to point B where your results are and where they want to be. And that's something that you can also ask them too is, so where do you want to be A year from now, now that you have this problem and you're struggling with this, where do you want to be? And you can figure out then how you can get them to that point B and what kind of solution you can have. But I think having those steps well-defined first, everything else is going to build from that. Even your messaging, positioning, your customer journey is all going to build from those core things. I love that. Well, thank you so much for that breakdown and really kind of diving into brand strategy. I think that that's not talked about enough out there in terms of branding. So it's super helpful. Can you tell people if you've got any sort of amazing freebies or offers going on or where they can hang out with you online? Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram mostly. So I'm at intentionally designed. You can also go to my website, which is intentionally-designed.com. And I've got a brand personality quiz that you can take to kind of help you get started figuring out what type of personality your brand has. The results will even tell you how to market based on that personality. So that's really fun. And then I've also got a brand strategy course coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.